This June Jones and Madden Mayhem recap edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. The UFC is back, international soccer is back, golf is back, NASCAR is back. Plus, they got sports sims to bet on. Use the promo code SGP for up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets. That's MyBookie.ag promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay per head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Cushy Dreams. Cushy Dreams is a new company with a full lineup of premium smokable CBD, now shipping legally to all 50 states. And if you use the promo code SGP, you get 15% off. That's K U S H Y dreams.com, promo code SGP. You're listening to the Sports Gambling Podcast. Exclusively on SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking them on green with my partner in picks, Ryan, real money Kramer. What's happening? Kramer, Sean, we just witnessed history. The, the first ever, the first in history, probably the first in history. I, I think we can safely claim the first ever Madden mayhem, 32 team single elimination tournament with updated rosters joining <laughs> us in studio as always Colby Dant, AKA the Danta base. What's up guys. Uh, look, I, I don't want to burst your bubble, but there are other Madden mayhems apparently out in the world. <laughs> no, you know what I no, mean? They're busters. Kramer for a second there. It looked like you were reaching to grab something out of your pocket. And I assumed it was the five units that you had ready to go, ready to Ooh. hand me over, Ooh. hand over to me as I went on a nice run to close out Mad Mayhem up five units. You would have been up more if it wasn't for that uh, that that replay, or the that challenge, replay. the challenge. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah you're yeah, right. You're yeah. talking. There, there were a number of prop bets. Shout out to mybookie.ag. Perfect time to give them a little shine. Mybookie.ag. They had it all. They gave us prop bets for Mad Mayhem Championship. Of course, uh, player props. In-game wagering, live wagering on these Madden Sims. We're gonna be doing more sports sims for them. Don't worry about that. And do us a favor, they are the presenting sponsors of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Head over to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code SGP. Play when to get paid. NASCAR's going. We just killed it with our golf podcast. We of course gave you Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods. And Phil Mickelson will wear a hat. Plus one ten. That was easy, easy money. And Mad Mayhem just ended. We're gonna announce the leaderboard here in a second. But if you're one of the winners, make sure you go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/madden. Fill out the form to claim your my bookie credits. All you gotta do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/madden to collect your Mad Mayhem winning credits. And of course, when you're over there. Head over to mybookie.ag promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid. 
We also uh, gave out a bunch of our cash, five hundred bucks, Ka-ching. for the Madden Mayhem squares. Now we haven't we haven't announced it yet. I, I think this week is going to be like an in between tournament week. We'll probably figure out how to hop on uh, Madden Mayhem, announce some more simulated Madden games before we're we're looking. We're we're in the uh, testing stages right now to do a college invitational, not a playoff, a college invitational where we're gonna pick. 32 teams based off a very scientific system. Colby Ryan, I know you guys were already talking about the uh, the requirements for this tournament, if well, you will. That that will define it being a playoff. I will tell you this: <clears throat> if it was up to Colby, we we would just be making another invitation. Oh, no. wow. but your boy Real Money no, Grammar is no, like, no, I'm no. challenging the database. I'm challenging Pick Dundee to think. <laughs> To think about it like a system, no. so we will have a programmatic way <laughs> to establish most of the teams. Now, what I will say is the committee the committee is going to the committee is going to save some spots for for fr- friends of the program. Yeah, if you're a yeah. friend of the program, we might find a way to get you into this thing. If you know what I mean. Yeah. So, friends of the program, if you want to show us that you're a friend of the program. I don't know. Interview availability is always mm. nice. Air raid certification. Swag. Yeah. Air raid certification. Air, air raid certification. <laughs> but yeah, Sean, uh, I think uh, I think a th- things I've learned over the past two months, calling nearly what 60, 64 games, roughly. I think minus a couple because we didn't have the stupid. We had thirty teams in NBA two K, so sixty two games. Uh, we're we're a we're this is a good format for us. B we're good at it. Mm. C these games are real to me. <laughs> it's still real to me. I, I mean, listen, I go inside and I catch shit because we're screaming out here like maniacs, and I just get the oh, you guys must have had a fun video game out there. Uh, I thought you were gonna say I don't like Colby because because he curses. No, oh, no. I mean, <laughs> Shout out to the brat stop airing all the uh, listen. You know, I mean, she, the, we have no problem with cursing. If yeah. anything, I I curse okay. less in my house. Good, 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 good. Shout out to the brat stop though. I don't want to ruin that. Right, brat stop. Of course, uh, they were airing the Madden Mayhem games. That was awesome. And uh, yeah, it's you, we're you, sure it's college. We're sure that's the next move. I, I think we don't want to lock everything in. We we want to we want to give ourselves some outs. Either way, we're gonna have a tournament going. For simulated sports in June, you can you can lock that in. Kramer, you mentioned it's still real to me. I I jokingly tweeted out the it's still real to me. The wrestling guy when the XFL was unfortunately canceled, yeah, kind of joking that that was Colby. But we all are huge XFL fans, and that's why it was so awesome to get to talk to our guest coming up here in a second, June Jones, coach of the five and zero XFL running uh, Roughnecks, our champions, of course, before the. Stupid league uh, had to go out because of uh, some bat soup. But Sean, you know what you would find if you followed me on Instagram at Kramer Centric. One of those seven beautifully curated, handcrafted artisan photographs selected by yours truly is of me declaring I am patient zero of roughneck fever. And Sean, let's not forget. My fandom virus was killed <laughs> by an actual world pandemic. Checkmate, motherfuckers. <laughs> and to add insult to injury, the uh the Madden Mayhem where you had two units on the Cleveland Browns, it ha- they had a chance to backdoor cover 
and the boat trip himself. Odell Beckham gets his hands on the ball in the end zone and cannot bring the catch. You in. know what I thought of when I saw that play? Dave Chappelle, the nine one one, died crying <laughs> like a bitch. That's Odell. Died crying like a bitch. Congrats to the Saints. I think we're obligated now, Sean, to do some sort of giveaway. Some Ooh, sort maybe of giveaway. Give away a, a Saints future. I just went over to my bookie.ag promo code SGP and I saw that the Saints plus one thousand to win the quote unquote real Super Bowl. So maybe that's an interesting <laughs> I feel like DJ Nation maybe get her uh, this could be like our I don't know. I'm not going to say they're really my team, but it would be fun if the Eagles don't win. If somehow the Saints win, that would be a nice little uh, well, we fitting s- tribute to the Saints. Much like the Maui Invitational is typically a good sign for teams in college basketball. Perhaps this can become a yearly thing where we do a little off-season maddening, mm-hmm. and we crown a champ. And could that crowning become somewhat of a Good fortune, good luck charm for the upcoming season. It would be pretty fucking funny if the Saints win the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, let's get to the Maui man himself, June Jones. But before we do, uh, get to talk about our pals over at Ace Per Head. That's right, Ace Per Head, leader in pay per head providers. They make it super easy to start your own sports book. Sports are happening, man. We just, uh, Capital Ones, the match just gave out a bunch of winners for that. You could have been booking action on that. NASCAR happening, late night NASCAR. That's fun. Could be booking action on that. NBA close to announcing their return. The NHL, a 24 team playoff is about to happen. There's going to, the fall is just going to be an avalanche of sports betting. You want to get in on the ground floor, start your own sports book. It's simple, it's easy. All you got to do is go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. They're giving away six weeks free. Great customer support, live in game wagering. Awesome on uh, mobile as well. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Joining us on the line, coaching legend June Jones. June, how is how's Hawaii treating you right now? Well, a lot of blue sky and palm trees and a beautiful day in paradise every morning. It's a real it's a real move when the guys from LA, Los sunny California are like, "Damn, I wish I was in Hawaii." The rest of our <laughs> listeners are like assholes. <laughs> now, right before we started the interview, you said you're uh, getting out, going to get some golf in. Uh, I mean, what where are you playing out there in Hawaii? Um, I'm a member at Wildlife Country Club where they play the Sony Open every January, which they they uh, uh, didn't get to play. I don't think this year, and uh, hopefully they'll uh, hopefully they'll continue uh, uh, on the PGA Tour stuff in, in the middle of June and late to early July. Now you mentioned didn't get to play, and uh, we were big fans of the XFL, in particular the Houston Roughnecks. We were we were. Big supporters of you guys love that dynamic offense you're running down there. It was uh, it was really unfortunate you didn't get to see the end of the season. Uh, how disappointing was that? You guys were five and zero, oh, looked like couldn't be stopped. Yeah, it was very it was very disappointing, and and you know it it is always takes a little time to get the players doing what we do, which is uh, all on the same page, reading coverages, the same as the quarterback adjusting routes, and so. You know, we were five and zero, oh, but we were just. Uh, in fact, I remember the Thursday practice. We we're going to go play New York, New Jersey on Saturday, and, and after the Thursday practice, 
uh, I remember walking in the coaches meeting and say, okay, these guys are finally getting it. This is going to be fun this, this last part of the year. And then we, uh, I was just disappointed. We didn't get to finish. Well, one bright spot is uh, your, your quarterback there for the roughnecks. He was able to uh, sign with the Panthers, uh, you know, syncing up with his old coach, Matt rule there. What are your thoughts on PJ Walker as a pro? Cause everything I saw in the XFL, I just the eye test, that kid seemed like a guy who can play at the next level. Well, he's, he's very dynamic, uh, uh, kid. He's smart. He, uh, uh, got more accurate throwing the ball. Uh, the more he played, uh, you know, the beauty of, of his opportunity is you, you just said it, Matt rule had him at temple and, uh, you know, he can pull the ball down. He can, he can make you look good as a coach. And those are the type of quarterbacks <laughs> you usually you like out there. They can, can uh, make things happen when, when you got uh, a breakdown somewhere else. Yeah, and, and and speaking to that roughneck roster, how how is Cam Phillips? He how the receiver? How is he not on the roster right now in the NFL? I was just texting back and forth with him yesterday. He's got a he's going out to Detroit uh, to see them. But the the uh, the thing about uh, Cam was this is how you know what it's evolved to. Um, the most of the scouts in the league NFL now our computer guys. And he ran a slow time at the combine when he went up there. I want to say it was like in the four sevens, but he's a four, four, five, four, four kid. And uh, you know, they, you know, the, the film doesn't lie. That's your resume. And if anybody watches the film of him playing with me, I mean, you'd sign him, you'd sign him right away. So I, I don't really quite understand. He's a make it guy. He has all the abilities, big, he's, can make uh, a difficult catches, great body control, and he can run. And uh, you know, it's a shame that he hasn't signed already. Yeah. I, well, real quick, Colby, I don't mean to step on your question, but watching him for for years, I'm a Virginia Tech grad, so I watched him in college, and the dude knows how to catch a football, and he knows how to get open. So I'm with you, Coach. I'm waiting to see him get that opportunity. Yeah, yeah I think I think he, I think he eventually will. I just disappointed that he, somebody hasn't jumped on his bandwagon yet. Yeah, no, exactly. And that was the same knock. What I know you were close with uh, Bill Walsh from the San Francisco 49ers and uh, the same knock was against Jerry Rice when he was coming into the NFL. And that worked out pretty well for the Niners. I'd say. (laughs) Yes, it did. Everybody passed on him. Yeah, exactly. Now, now coach Jones, um, I'm, I've been a huge college football fan since like the early nineties. And I still believe that what you did in 1999 is the greatest coaching job in college football because you took over a Hawaii team that was had lost their last 18 games. They're they were 0 and 12 the season before. You come in, you win nine games, a part of the WAC championship, a share of it, and go to a bowl game. And I believe you get a win against Oregon State in the bowl game. T- t- talk to me about that experience and what made that uh, you know turnaround so drastic. That was amazing. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's a combination of getting the players to believe in themselves, believe in the systems that we're running. And I knew that, uh, wherever I had been before, even though that was, uh, 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 my first, uh, uh, headshot in, in college, every NFL team I had been on had been the worst when we got there and we turned it around, went to playoffs, went, uh, went to, uh, playoff games and, the, you know, I just knew that the offense, if the kids would believe and just execute that we would get it turned around. And, you know, it's really kind of funny about that uh, story 
and it goes to show and uh and the and because the, the same thing happened in hamilton when i went up there but in hawaii in 99 there's 24 starters which are you know that including two kickers so you got 11 on defense 11 on two kickers and the only players that were not on that team were the two kickers exactly the same starters that had lost all those games in a row so it, it, it says something about being able to get across to the kids, you know, uh, and, and believe in themselves and believe in the system. And, and we've, you know, Mouse taught me how to do that. And Jerry Glanville taught me how to do that. So I, I've been able to uh, get that through to kids. Now you're, you're, you're of course are referring to Mouse Davis. He was uh he, he was the legendary coach that introduced you to the run and shoot offense. You had, you had a couple great seasons at Portland state. Uh, almost 5,800 passing yards, 50 touchdowns on only 20 interceptions. Is that, is that what uh, really sold you on the run and shoot offense, actually running it yourself from the quarterback position? Yeah, absolutely. I, I had never been a, a part of it. I had known of mouse as a high school coach in the, in the early seventies and late sixties when I was in high school. And, uh, and it was always, you know, we were running the, the single wing and, and I threw like three passes a game and the guy <laughs> down the street uh, at Hillsborough where mouse was in sunset. We're throwing it 40 or 50 times a game. And, and, you know, he just changed basically all of football. I think more so than, than anybody else uh, in the business. Uh, you know, it, it was fun to, it was fun to be a part of it at the early stages. And, and then in the last few years uh, at Hawaii, Bill Walsh, I was fortunate to really uh, become close with him and, I, you know, if you're not, you know, he told me, he said, June, if you're not tweaking what you're doing offensively, you know, 15 to 20% every year, he said, the the defenses will catch up with you. And so I always remembered that. And so he, he, I put in a lot of, uh, of his concepts. We still run, uh, along with mouses and, you know, it, it, it has become uh, a real fun offense to be a part of both as a spectator and a player. Yeah. Yeah. In the 1980s, uh, you were running the run and shoot, uh, you know, all over football, whether it was USFL or, or NFL. And I recently saw an interview saying the new England Patriots over the past decade have been running. You've seen a lot of your plays being ran in the NFL. And I can only imagine that back in the eighties, there was a stigma against run and shoot. And now you're seeing teams win super bowls over it. Like how, how does that feel? Well, it, it just confirms that we weren't communist uh, uh, people. <laughs> real, real, real USA Patriots. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, it 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 uh, it's fun to watch. I mean, it's it, it's gratifying to see uh, the pass and the spread formations uh, uh, throughout college and the National Football League. It it it, it is uh, fun to watch watch the the guys play. Now th- this is a pretty interesting. I-, I can't confirm this, but you're a coach that's coached high school, college, USFL, CFL, XFL, and the NFL. I feel like you're probably, uh, I can't think of another coach who's ever done that. Which of those leagues uh, was the most fun, like just pure fun from a coaching experience? Well, uh, I think the, uh, the uh, time I had in Hamilton and the CFL only and 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 then 2005 and six in Hawaii, I was able to have Mouse and Jerry on my staff in 05 and 06, and that was probably those were the funnest 
times I ever had coaching. And then I added Jerry as defensive coordinator when I was head coach in Hamilton. And that was another just fun, fun year to be there. And, you know, the, the, when you, the game is about people, uh, both the people on the field playing and the people in the front office or the people that you're coaching. And, and when you have that right chemistry, it's so much easier to win. Totally. And uh, you know, I kind of threw in uh, high school uh, coaching there, and uh, maybe yeah. a lot of people aren't aren't aware that you actually coached Tua, uh, who's now in the NFL. What was that like? And and even at the high school level, did you have any idea that this kid could go pro one day? Well, I, I he had all the talent, and he even showed more talent in high school, obviously, because he was running. He was a runner as well, and, and my I coached him his junior year. Uh, my receiver coach, Ron Lee, uh, uh, when, when, uh, the guys at Hawaii got let go, he went back to St. Louis high school. And so, uh, being able to coach, uh, with Ron, uh, I knew that this kid was special because he was so competitive and that's, you know, when you get a competitive, uh, attitude and a guy with talent, well, he's got, you know, the star, the sky's the limit for him. And I saw that right away. In fact, if, if you were to ask to anything, I think I coached him into to sliding. I said, I don't want you running. Oh, he, he when he'd break through the secondary, he'd look for somebody to go run over. And <laughs> like I said, a fullback. Yeah, yeah, like a fullback. And I said, Tua, you can't, you're not going to be able to, you got to learn to get out of bounds and slide. And uh, I think that's probably why he had a lot of injuries because he still was, was, uh, was trying to be physical. Well, yeah, and you, you mentioned, of course, or we just brought up Tua. You, of course, uh, coach Jim Kelly, Warren Moon, Andre Risen, Barry Sanders. Does uh, of those players, or, or maybe one we missed, is there uh, of those guys? Does one stand out as far as just like an awesome experience coaching them, and and you just saw their their physical ability, and it really jumped out at you? Well those guys you mentioned all have uh, outstanding ab- ability. Deion Sanders probably was the number one athlete that I, that I ever uh, uh, had uh, the opportunity to coach. Uh, Barry was special. Um, you know, as soon as, as soon as we had Barry, we, we put in uh, blocking rules. Uh, uh, we called them Barry rules. And so, you know, when you're, when you don't have a tight end, the usually everybody was playing us in a four, one or five in the box package. Cause they're trying to stop our passing game. And uh, as soon as we signed Barry, they put six in the box. So they always had one defender that we couldn't block if we handed it to Barry. So we, we, we put in Barry rules on all of our runs and we told Barry, which guy we're, we're we aren't going to block and you got to make him miss. And <laughs> I'll be damned if he didn't do it. Uh, every time nobody <laughs> tackled him and we just left one guy unblocked. It, it was, it was the un- most unbelievable thing ever. And I remember talking to Barry after he, he got uh, playing with Bobby Ross that, uh, he retired. And, uh, uh, basically he told me, he said, Joe and I, he says, I, I, in this I formation, they got eight in the box, nine in the box, sometimes 10 in the box. He, he says, I, I'm not going to play anymore. And I'll be damned if he didn't retire. <laughs> just could just didn't want to face the loaded box. You got you got. I mean, exactly. how how he su- didn't like to get hit? <laughs> how surprised were you when when Barry Sanders uh, officially called it quits? I mean, Detroit has had the unfortunate 
um, experience of both him and Calvin Johnson, two huge stars, two great athletes, two first ballot Hall of Famers retiring with, uh, you know, ostensibly a few years left. Well, right after, uh, uh, right after that time uh, when Bobby Ross was uh, there, the job was open in Detroit, and I was uh, 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 very, very interested in going back to Detroit if I could get the head job. And based, I called Barry. I said, Barry, if if uh, if I get the head job uh, in Detroit, uh, are you would you still retire? He said, Absolutely not. I'll play two or three more years because he knew that that his skill would uh, would excel in what we do. He knew the Barry rules, and he said, You leave that one guy for me, and I'll make him miss. And and I I can tell you right now, there's a I don't want to mention any names, but this is the Chicago Bears. I, I know that the Barry Rules ended a Hall of Fame, uh, Hall of Famer's career because we left him unblocked, and he never tackled Barry and Barry rushed for over 150 yards every time we played the Bears. It seems. Well, <laughs> I, maybe maybe Mike Singletary. <laughs> uh, well, hey, it's that's just the right initials. <laughs> All right, and and uh, unfortunate for Lions fans who, it, when they're listening to this podcast, they're like, "I knew it! I knew we could have figured out a, a way to keep." Barry. I wasn't even a Lions fan, but I remember as a, a young a young man, maybe a boy, I don't remember, but I was sad. I he was my guy. That was my favorite player that wasn't a New York Giant. So very very sad. Very sad that it didn't happen a different way. Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed for Barry because I really think. Had he played in in my offense and Mouse's offense uh, for another three to four years, he would be he would hold all the records. Now we we just had uh, Nick Rolovich on the podcast, who of course uh, you coach for uh, for his years in Hawaii, and and now he's the head coach over at uh, Washington State. He was pointing out we were talking coaching philosophy with him that you were kind of ahead of the game when it came to coaching up your players by not being the you know the 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 guy in the army just yelling and screaming at the players, but kind of being calm, connecting to them, you know, almost like the Phil Jackson Zen approach. Is that something you were conscious of, or is that just a personality thing? I think it's a combination of both. I, I read everything Phil Jackson uh, had ever written, and I, and I was fascinated by his ability to to uh, put put different types of people together and have them play as one. Uh, and so I, I I was a big Phil. Jackson fan. I think uh, that's my personality by and large anyway. And uh, I just knew, you know, I did things totally different. In fact, you know, you you read now the NFL doesn't have pads on in practice except for like 12 practices uh, 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 a year, I think it is. Uh, And I was doing that when I was, uh, got my first head job in 1994. Uh, we didn't wear we didn't wear pads any time in practice. Well, not, we didn't tackle in practice. Nobody ever was on the ground, and you know we we just I just you know the players got it. You know they understood I was for them. You know I I wanted them to be if they were going to get hurt they were going to get hurt in a game, not at practice. And so we had fun. I mean we laughed. We we uh, we just had a good time. And and I think when players. Uh, chemistry, the intangible part of the game is the chemistry. And that is what wins, not the X's and O's. You're mentioning fun guys and uh, you know, kind of locker room characters. Is there one particular player that, that stood out as far as 
just a guy that got a ton of laughs, you know, maybe not the greatest player, but just a great locker room guy, great glue guy. Well, I think this guy was a great locker room guy, and I think he was a great player too. Craig Ironhead Hayworth. Oh, he yes. just passed away a few years ago. I know I had so much enjoyment of, of being around him and I wanted him. He, he, I didn't get him till his sixth season. I think uh, he was drafted in the first round by new Orleans. He went to Chicago and he ate himself out of the league basically. <laughs> uh, but he, I think the most yards he ever rushed for was 350 in new Orleans one year. And so I, t- I call him after Chicago. So I tried to sign him. I tried to get us to draft him in Atlanta uh, and saints beat us to it. And then, and then I tried to sign him in free agency and he wouldn't come. He went to Chicago and then I finally got him when nobody else wanted him. And I told him, uh, on June 1st, when, when free agency, uh, uh, was allowed to go sign some other players, uh, they, uh, he weighed 365 pounds. Oh, man. And, and I, and I told him, I said, now, I'm going to sign you. I'm going to, I, you're going to run, you're going to be my guy. And, and, but I want you 260 by the first game. So he lost, we played the first week of September. He lost a hundred pounds. He weighed 260 the Friday before the first game. And so he ended up that year rushing for 1300 yards for me. But if there was a guy that could block, uh, laugh, have fun, and just love the game of football. It was Ironhead, and you and you see his his son Cameron Hayward is dominating the Pittsburgh. I mean, he's a good, great player on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. No, I followed I followed him his whole career too. Yeah. Um. So so, coach, walk me through this here. You you got Hawaii to top ten in the nation. Um, that's first off unbe- unbelievable, but I, we are big proponents of a larger college football playoff. I'm wondering what your thoughts are. And I saw, I think the year before you got to the top 10, I think you played at Alabama at Alabama and you almost won that game. Um, but I yeah. just, I just believe that we should have more teams, more representation. And, and I want to know your thoughts on, on the playoff and, and if you think they should expand. Well, I, I, I would like to see it expanded, uh, because I don't think you'll ever see, uh, a UCF or a Hawaii, uh, uh, um, you know, all the Utah's you won't see them unless they go undefeated. And even then there's no guarantee that they'll be in that group. You know, we went undefeated, Utah went undefeated one year to get in and so did UCF, but that, you know, that's, that's unfortunate that that's the window that, that is the only way a non power five team can get in there. So I think it should be expanded. I think the fans would like it and there's no reason why it can't uh, be expanded. You know, they're, they're, they're talking about, uh, you know, well, the league is the season so long now and da 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 da. Well, guess what? Shorten it, shorten it a little bit and uh, add the games on the end when, when uh, the playoffs can happen. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I, I completely agree. Um, uh, well, uh, walk me through this here. Jerry Glanville is the guy. Apparently I, I was doing some homework on you, June. And J- so from what I heard, Jerry Glanville, s- uh, saw your film in, in at Portland state, cause you weren't drafted. And, and then w- he was a defensive coordinator, I believe for the Atlanta Falcons at the time. And then went and told the general manager, Hey, we got to sign this guy. This guy's throwing the ball all over the field. <laughs> That's a true story. Uh, uh, he, he had happened to, uh, be going, uh, talking with John North, uh, 
who was the running back coach at that time, used to be the head coach of the Saints years and years and years ago. But anyway, he was uh, on the Atlanta staff, and he happened to uh, be watching the old 16-millimeter film, and he called Jerry in the room and uh, said, you got to look at this guy. And so Jerry, uh, you know, Jerry took the took the tape and went walked down to Eddie LeBaron and Tom Brox, who, who were the guys, and, and that's how I ended up signing in Atlanta. That, that's crazy, man. And then when Jerry was with you in Hawaii, was he still leaving uh, two tickets for Elvis? <laughs> no, but we still talk. We still talk about it, laugh about it all the time. Was that was that an urban legend, or was he was he actually doing that? No, we were doing it. In fact, uh, it was really funny. We were going to uh, play uh, New England in uh, Memphis in in eighty seven or eighty eight. I can't remember. And, and I drove into work that day, and there was an Elvis uh, impersonator. Somebody say that he was alive. He called into a radio show, and they were replaying the the uh, audio. And, and, uh, so I told Jerry, I said, man, you gotta, we, we gotta leave. We're out at jog at noon after practice. And I said, you need to leave two tickets for, uh, Elvis at will call. I said, that'll, that'll be, there'll be all kind of TV cameras, everything up there. <laughs> and so, and so we laughed. And so he went to, he went to press conference and he did do it. And then this is really funny. You can find this somewhere. I I'm sure. Uh, Jerry, uh, you know, said that he actually played in the game and nobody knew he was in the uniform and, and in the press and the, <laughs> in the, uh, uh, in the uh, stat sheet that the NFL passes out all after the, every game it has in there. Elvis caught a pass for 12 yards. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Wow. That's awesome. Now, now Glanville, uh, you know, I, I don't know how true this is, but is it true? He sent you a black rose when, 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 when you, well, I guess you stayed on with Atlanta and he left. Yes. That's a true story. Oh, man. And he did that with every, every coach that ever left or, or he had a squabble with, he would, he would, uh, FedEx a black rose, meaning you're <laughs> legally dead. So how did and you so rekindle that relationship? I know. Well, we, we didn't, we didn't talk for gosh, 10 years maybe. And I just happened to be on the internet one night in Oh four Oh five and said that Jerry Glamour wanted to get back into coaching and he was going to North Dakota state. And so I just called him. I said, Jerry, I just got, I'm just looking at this thing. I said, my defensive coordinator just left to, to go uh, to the to the pros. I said, do you want to come over here and take over the defense? He, he, he immediately said, yes, I'm coming. <laughs> and so, well, now, and so uh, he, he, we, we had a blast those two years. Now you're of course talking about your years over in Hawaii. And I don't know if everyone knows this, but you actually kind of turned down a more lucrative deal with the chargers, uh, you know, for more money. But instead, you decided to do, uh, go coach Hawaii. What was what was kind of the the mindset there? Well, I always had wanted to be the University of Hawaii head coach, and the time it was open prior to that was 1994. And I and I I took the Atlanta job that same year, and I said, well, that'd be maybe my only chance uh, that I would have got the job at Hawaii. And uh, so when it opened up again, uh, I remember when they fired Kevin Gilbride at San Diego, uh, Bobby Bethard, you know, wanted me to take the interim head job. And I said, Bobby, I said, I'll take it, but here's the deal. I just want one thing. I've always wanted the university of Hawaii job. And, you know, and I want to be able to have that interview, 
if I sign this contract, I want to be able to have that interview and leave if I, if I can, uh, if I if I decide to do it. And Bobby said, no problem. So we ended up. I went through that season, and and Bobby wanted me to uh, to uh, be the head coach. So he he, he extended the the uh, contract for five years for six million dollars, which was a lot of money at that time uh, in '94 and or in '99. And so um, um, I just made the decision. I'm I'm going to uh, I'm going to Hawaii because that's where my heart was, and so that's what I did. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, now coach, we just had Hal mummy on the show who mummy was your offensive coordinator at SMU. And he, he was telling us a story from the XFL where he broke uh, his leg against you uh, coaching uh, against the Dallas renegades against the Houston roughnecks. What's the worst injury you've had on the sidelines <laughs> and have you played through it? Well, well, I tell you, I was, uh, I had a, uh, I always uh, st- stay. I was, I, I got my jobs and I played quarterback. So I was like, you, you got to think you're smart. Okay. So I always stayed behind the line of scrimmage. I never was in a place where somebody would run, run out of bounds or, or run into me. I, I violated that rule one time and I got run over in, in Hamilton a couple of years ago because that CFL field, they, 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 they put both teams on the same sideline sometimes. So you can't stay behind the ball you know, behind the line of scrimmage. And, and I paid a price for it. I'm lucky I didn't tear up my knee. Now you, of course, uh, I mean, looking at your coaching resume, it seems like you're, you're one of these guys that's just addicted to coaching the XFL. Who knows what, what their future is right now. Do you have any plans? Have you, have you talked to anyone about uh, 2021 or, or down the line as far as uh, where you may coach again? Well, until the thing, the this COVID nineteen thing goes, I, I got a couple of thoughts, and and uh, I, I already have an agreement uh, to do some CFL work uh, in the NFL training camps uh, on a scouting end of it, and which which will keep me kind of involved. And you know, I, I don't really chase after jobs. I don't really, you know, uh, try to get them. I, I I would rather have somebody say, Hey, let's go get that guy. And, uh, uh, so that's kind of the way I've done it all my life. Uh, I'm, I mean, I thought about doing high school gig here again, if I end up still in Hawaii and when football season starts, I kind of think this is just my feeling. Uh, I don't think high schools and colleges are going to play this year. Uh, I think the NFL will, but, uh, I'm not optimistic with the college and the, and the, uh, uh, other side of that. No, it breaks my heart, man. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully- yeah, I know it breaks all of our hearts. I think this, to be quite honest, I'm not a believer in this thing anyway that we should have had a lockdown. But, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, man. Um, so, uh, all right, man, I'll, we'll, we'll we'll let you run here. Uh, yeah, we know you yeah. got a tea time to get to. Appreciate you calling in. Appreciate the time, uh, Coach Jones, and uh, give him a follow on Twitter. Fun follow for sure. And he's uh, at. Coach Jones on Twitter, or is it uh sorry, is it Coach June Jones? There you go. I, I, don't, I don't even know, but occasionally I'm on there. I read it every day. I try to follow. I'll look, I'll follow you guys. Awesome. Yeah, we, we got to have you back when the, if we get college football back, or if we get you know whatever sport we get back, we'd when, love to have you Colby, back on. Yeah. When football? Yeah, back. exactly. When. <laughs> but yeah, appreciate the time yeah. as always, and uh, good luck on the links, Coach. 
All right. I appreciate you guys. Aloha. Can't wait to go uh, golfing with June Jones out in Hawaii. We're going to talk a little bit more. Madden Mayhem announced the, uh, hey, I'll give the leaders a little uh, shout out there. But before we do, want to shout out one of the uh, friends of the program, newly minted friend of the program, a new smokable CBD company, Cushy Dreams. Who doesn't want to have some cushy dreams? Smokable CBD. If you don't want to do the gummies or the vapes, you want to actually smoke the CBD. It smells like weed. It looks like weed, but it gives you that CBD feel. You don't get high like you do with marijuana. Can relieve pain, get you going with creativity. I, I like the creative CBD pre rolls, and the pre rolls are really. I mean, this isn't Colby in eighth grade trying to, you know, put together a joint and it's like falling <laughs> apart and there's <laughs> spit and cardboard all over. These are professionally rolled pre rolls and uh, super tasty CBD. Kramer, you want to give a shout out to the CBD life? Uh, it's beautiful. It's great stuff. I've been I've been smashing it hard. Would love would love some more for the studio. You know, putting in hours, talking about it repeatedly on the air. Going to need that extra soothing recovery. Really love the piece pre-roll. All you got to do to get your own, just go to cushydreams.com promo code SGP, get 15% off. That's K U S H Y dreams.com promo code S G P. And again, gave out a ton, a ton of uh, my bookie.ag uh, credits for this Madden Mayhem Kramer. Just one more time to confirm the Madden Mayhem leaderboard is updated, correct? Uh, I will, I, I can confirm that for you, but yes, I did. All right, let's see. I came in 722nd place. That's really bad, Sean. That is pretty bad. Kramer, you came in 500 and, uh, or no. Did you also come in 722nd place? Oh man. <laughs> oh, we suck. There's someone who going by the handle Ryan Kraut Kramer who's ranked <laughs> 598 who beat you by 20 points. That's pretty awesome. Not only did Good news I beat my dad. He he didn't he didn't fare too well. Colby, let's see how you did in the uh, the bracket. I don't think I did very good. Wow, even even worse than us. Yeah. Colby 918, 918th place, 170 uh, points. Hmm. All right, Kramer, do you have uh, the original? What the original prize pool was? I think. All right, actually, you know what? Yeah, yeah I yeah. got this. It, it's it's on the. Uh, it turns out it's on the uh, website sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Okay, just getting just figuring it out. Let's announce the. We have some ties in here, so we'll just announce the top four. Coming in at fourth place, Ooh. winning two hundred fifty dollars in my bookie.ag credits. Give it up for our man Ethan Davis, six hundred total points. Coming in third place with six hundred and ten points. Tyler gives out justice. Ooh, I made that up. Three hundred, nice. three hundred dollars for him. Second place, five hundred dollars in my bookie.ag credits. Six hundred and twenty points. Kyle Gibson. Hello. Five hundred bucks to your my bookie.ag account. And one thousand my bookie credits goes to the winner, winning by an astounding fifty-point margin. Congratulations, Scott Williams, who correctly had the Saints beating the Browns in the Super Bowl. Wow! Had three of the four final four teams correct. This guy is—he might be the sim god. He could be the original sim god. And of course, if you're 
I mean, we're giving the prizes go out to 150th place. So if you're in the top 150 of the regular 32 team bracket, of course, uh, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/madden, and you will uh, you'll see a form there to fill it out and claim your prize. Now in the Sweet 16, the final, aka the Sweet 1600, where we're giving away $1,600 of mybookie.ag credits. Everyone gets a hundred dollars that well, made the top sixteen. It looks like the top seven are getting their hundred dollars, but places eight through twenty, they'll, they'll get a little bit less because there's some ties. There's there. some tiebreaker situations, but just want to give a shout out to these guys tied for second. Ryan Schmidheiser. <laughs> sounds Schmidheiser? like some, <laughs> some, sounds like some sort of awesome oh, sexual man. act. Sounds like a Yo, guy. I I fucking t- I <laughs> took her down to the basement. She fucking threw down a Schmidheiser. A so, Schmidheiser. Sounds, sounds like a bad guy in Wolfenstein 3D. Uh, Austin, what, what are the odds they've been to the brat stop? <laughs> Big ups to the brat stop. Austin <laughs> Felons, second place, 260, and Norman Newell. 270 points. Sean, don't be lazy. Don't stop there because welcome to UAB in the money. Uh friend of the program also cashed in the squares pool. Ooh. Yes, Co- he's, Cole, he's really enjoying something back <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, you're cracking me up, man. All right, guys. That was a that was an awesome tournament. Any any parting thoughts? Any closing thoughts, Kramer? Uh we did it. We we pulled off so I I would say for the first time in my life we legitimately uh, set a trend in the industry. We did in the world. We created something and people followed. Uh, so we will be back. We will be bigger and the- we will be better. <laughs> Colby. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to uh, talk I'm about demanding it. no bubble screens, no right? bubble screens. <laughs> that really, that really pissed Colby off. We will be back in Colby's <laughs> pursuit of the perfect video game. <laughs> One where no points are scored no, ever. It's already out there. It's called Tecmo super bowl. Wow, which I almost—if it wasn't, the game was tied. Or no, Colby got up seven. We did a—we streamed a Tecmo Super Bowl before the Madden Mayhem Championship, and I—I was hanging with Colby. I was really doing well. I was only down seven points late, and fucking uh, Calvin Williams fumbled on the kick return, and Colby ended up winning by two touchdowns. I want a revenge game. I got, I got but, but just to <laughs> be clear, name. Sean, people who won a prize, they should go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash mad. Yep. And they're going to see in front of their eyes when they go to this. And Colby, I'm going to walk you through. You are the common man. When you come to this page, you're going to see a section whoa, called whoa, 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 Collect whoa. Your Prize. You are the common man. Really? If you won, fill this form out to collect your prize. There are two links. The link for the sweet 1600 version and the link for the 32 team version. You pop that open, you fill it out. You need to put in your email. Mm. The email must match your entry from the contest. You're going to put in your MyBookie account number so we can tell them to credit your account and you're going to tell us what place you came in. We will validate that. Does the common man? Almost marry a Colombian girl. Yes. Yeah. No. That's three, totally something three, that would happen. Three pieces of information. <laughs> Just fire that away, and uh, and we'll, we'll get uh, we'll get your account credited. And then Sean, also, do, do we have any outstanding debts on the squares? Uh, everyone has already collected their oh, square money and been paid. This is unheard of. And shout out to uh, Alyssa Plates. <laughs> oh. Who, uh, 
uh, yeah, new friend of the podcast, sent in a, a fun little photo there, and definitely likes to throw up the plates. Suns out, guns out. Uh, awesome that she checked in, and we already the four people we gave out the five hundred dollars already. We're recording this right after Mad Mayhem won. I, I was paying guys out in the middle of the game, Kramer. That's how dedicated we are to hashtag Tedgens only. Make sure you get that money so you can reinvest it in the marketplace. Get some, uh, get some of that sports gambling podcast merch. We got a ton of great stuff. If you want to grab uh, one of those uh, face mask uh, type things, we're we're <laughs> donating the proceeds to charity. If you believe in this uh, COVID nineteen hoax, feel free support. We will be donating to food banks and uh, some awesome non charity stuff as well. T shirts, hoodies. Jackets, the whole nine hats, sweet ass uh, mesh shorts and sweatpants. Cause you don't need to wear real pants anymore. Nope. It's pretty awesome. I did the math and uh, I haven't worn jeans since March 12th. <laughs> Je- I've just worn, you know, mesh shorts and sweatpants. And I realized the only reason I would ever wear jeans is to go out and do stand up comedy. And that's been canceled. So just been sweet. The summer of mesh shorts and sweatpants. Really feeling alive. A lot of freedom. Happy <laughs> Memorial Day, everyone, to the great United States of America. Do your Amen. part. Amen. Amen. God we're, bless the troops. We're not communists, much yeah. like uh, June Jones. Do you have some sweet American music to go out with? No, I wish I did, Kramer. I wish I did because I would play that. Well, you, you could play the, NFL, the the Rocky music. That's American music. God bless America. <laughs> have an amazing Memorial Day. And for the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean stacking the money green, and he is Ryan. USA. Kramer. USA. Let USA. It. USA. Ride.